Welcome to a Holy Mess Podcast. All right, my friends, we all know life can be so difficult and painful at times, especially when we're carrying grief or loss or wrestling with shame about our past, anxiety about our future, or frankly, like we are just not enough. But there has to be so much more for us. There is hope and joy, peace, love, fun, purpose, and a reason that you, my friend, are on this planet. Let's partner with God so you can be who he created you to be as you wrestle through and trudge through your mess. Hi, I'm Danny, a recovering alcoholic, a mom, a wife, a mentor, and dust. We are only here for a moment. Let's live like it. I'm just like you. I'm a holy mess most days. Actually, every day. Let's have some fun and laugh while trudging through our mess. This stuff doesn't need to be dry and boring. Let's dig in. Hey, hey, welcome back to the podcast. I hope you guys are doing well. I am doing actually fantastic. We just got home from Disneyland. It was my kid's spring break, so we shot down to Disneyland and had just a great time. It was kind of a celebration of spring break, as well as we just wrapped up the six-week Feel Better Journey program, and it was kind of a great celebration for our family. So I have to tell you guys a funny story, and then we'll jump into today's content. But trust me, it kind of goes with today's content and it kind of inspired today's content. So we live on the central coast of California and there's a college town called San Luis Obispo, which we love. It was actually one of the reasons why we moved here. And long story short, we ended up moving a little bit south, kind of to a small beach town. So San Luis Obispo is about, you know, 20, 25 minutes from our house. So yesterday we all had a chiropractor appointments. We had chiropractor appointments in the afternoon. and while we were gone, we had had our dogs kenneled at this kennel. It's a long story, okay? But it was just easier this time than having someone stay at our house with our dogs, which we normally do. But okay. So anyways, I said to Gary, my husband, I was like, hey, let's go to the chiropractor, grab a bite to eat up and slow. Our favorite burger restaurant is up and slow. Super pumped to eat at Eureka Burgers. Highly recommend it. And then we'll grab the dogs and come home. And so Gary's like, oh, great idea. I'll tell the kids which I was super grateful because we had just gotten home and the kids were going to be tired. So I knew they'd put up a little fuss. Well, Gary comes back to my office and he was like, "Okay, one of our kids is all in, but the other one is still processing, which basically meant the other kid was just super upset and did not want to go. Right. So we Gary and I joke that that's when they're still processing. It's like if you have a MacBook computer, the little spinny thing when the computer's processing. Right. So that's that's what we kind of call it when one of our kids are spinning out of out of control or when I'm spinning out of control or when our emotions are spinning out of control. It's kind of like that. We're still processing. OK, so 10 minutes later, kids jumped in the van and everybody was kosher and you wouldn't have never known that one of the kids was so upset. So they processed through that pretty quickly, which I was actually super pumped and grateful because I was like, oh, my gosh, I don't want to have a miserable night because the child is miserable and I'm still pretty controlled by my kids' happiness. So when they're happy, I'm happy. When they're sad, I'm sad. It's it's pretty dysfunctional, but whatever. I'm I'm learning to not be so controlled by them. Because let me tell you, teenagers, they ride a roller coaster sometimes. Okay. So the point of this episode is I have this motto and it's basically no matter what's going on in life, my goal is to be 72 and sunny, right? So if temperatures are high and people are boiling, my goal is still to stay 72 and sunny. Like, I just want to be kind of temperate. Like, I don't want to be too high and I definitely don't want to be too low and cold, right? Like 55 and cloudy, right? And depressed. So 
I'm trying the last like several years of my life to just kind of stay kind of even, right? Which is kind of hard for me because I feel things so deeply and I'm very passionate and I'm very like full of zeal. Like I just, I'm very high energy. And so I'm, I'm either up or I'm down, but I'm trying to be 72 and sunny no matter what's going on. Okay. I actually want a t-shirt that says like, I'm 72 and sunny kind of thing. But anyways, it's, it's just one of my favorite little like go-to brain hacks when I'm struggling. So in life, when temperatures rise and fall or something happens, emotions hit and our brains start spinning out. Typically for me, it's when someone or something that I can't control or fix triggers me. Usually it's my kids or my husband or some life event that really just, it sideswipes me. It affects me, right? So there's this phrase in psychology called learning to self-regulate. And it's like, that's the goal, learning to regulate ourselves in a healthy way so that we can stay pretty even Steven, pretty temperate and not be so tossed by the wind or by what happens in life. And you guys, it's not about not being triggered because hello, we live in a really rough world. We're going to be triggered. It's about coming back to a place of sanity, to a place of 72 and sunny within a few minutes or maybe a few hours, but hopefully it doesn't take a few days or a few weeks. At least that's the goal. So 2 Timothy 1.7 says, For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and love and of sound mind. So when I think of 72 and sunny, I think of this scripture where I don't have to live under the spirit of fear, but I can actually kind of be grounded in a spirit of power and love and sound mind. Now, we aren't spiritual robots, so we will be triggered. (laughs) It's learning to not be so controlled by the trigger. Now, I need to mention If we are triggered by big things in our history, like some major abuse or a major loss or something that we've endured that is just atrocious or PTSD or trauma or some huge grief, you guys, it's way more complex than just having this stupid, cheesy slogan of 72 and sunny. So please let me just acknowledge if you are being triggered by major things. The 72 and sunny thing, you're going to want to flip it off and be mad at it, right? But I'm talking about the little triggers in life, not these huge life-altering triggers. So that's probably an episode for another day that I need to record. But today's episode is about how do we get through and thrive when day-to-day things trigger us. We all struggle and have areas in our life that hurt and affect us. We have regrets or anxiety, fear, and deep sadness at times all of us. That's why I created the Feel Better Journey, a 12-week program where we learn to implement super helpful strategies that help us feel better in our skin and in our lives and in our circumstances. You guys, if you like how raw and real I am on the podcast, you will love the Feel Better Journey. I'm more open and honest than ever about my history, about my journey to wholeness and healing. It's, It's kind of Danny Unplugged. I give you all the tools and all the tactics that have helped me build an amazing life, even though I've walked through my own forms of living health. I've learned how to process grief for my life in a healthy, soul-empowering way. I found deep healing from abuse that I endured in my history, and I've also found such peace with myself from the harmful choices that I had made that I resented myself for for so many years. You guys. 
we do not have to live as prisoners to our choices or the harmful things that others have done to us. Now listen, that doesn't mean that there's some magic pill or a magic wand and it all disappears. But we can learn that even with these hardships that we can thrive and that sometimes these hardships are the very foundation that catapult us into the next season of our life with purpose and meaning. You guys, you really can learn to make friends with your past self and find deep compassion for your life and for your history. We can make peace with our current selves even if we're riddled with discontentment or just feeling like there's gotta be more or anxiety or frustration. You guys, only when we make peace with our past selves and friends with our current selves can we really build a rich relationship with our future self and set ourselves up for more contentment and peace and purpose. Now listen, not in some woohoo way, okay? It's all grounded in biblical principles partnered with the Holy Spirit. I am honest and more vulnerable and real than ever, you guys. I believe in this day and age, everybody can read through BS and there's just such truth in that scripture and revelation where healing comes partnered with hearing each other's stories and partnered with Jesus. Like, I think there's just such magic in that component of knowing we're not alone in our struggles. Chris Cox, a recent alum of the Feel Better Journey said, the Feel Better Journey has changed my life. I was a bit skeptical going into it, but it exceeded my expectations. I found my innate optimism again and compassion for myself. Yes, Chris, I love it. And I love you, girl. Listen, if you're not familiar with group coaching, don't worry, it's very chill. A coach is just someone who can help you find the tools and the tactics to help you implement the change that you've been longing for in your life. And that will be my role in this program. So what comes with the program? There's a private podcast feed where I share all the content and the audios will drop each week along with a workbook. And each week we will have a live Zoom call in small groups. It's 60 to 90 minutes and it's literally some of my favorite times of the week. This next round, we're actually gonna have a couple of guest experts join us on a couple of the calls. And one for sure will be my therapist, Jim Beebe, who's been on the podcast several times. He'll help us unpack the material for that particular week. So listen, if you're ready for the next step in your faith and you're ready to do the holy and hard work of learning to embrace and walk in God's grace for yourself, not just have it be head knowledge, but how do you actually internalize this stuff to walk in peace and to walk in confidence, no matter what you've endured on this planet, let's go. This round of the Feel Better Journey starts middle of May and I'd love to have you join me. Check out the link in the show notes or you can jump directly on my website at www.dannysumner.com forward slash the feel better journey to jump on the wait list. And I'd love to have you join us. So when day-to-day things trigger us, how do we get back to our place of 72 and sunny? You know, when we're triggered, like, what do we do? What do we literally do? So I think there's really three steps and then two questions we need to ask ourselves. So number one, first, is just realizing that you're even triggered. You guys, most of the time, I'm about 45 minutes into an emotional roller coaster before I even realize, oh my gosh, I was just triggered. And until we realize and embrace what the trigger is, we can't bring any sense of peace or sanity to the situation because we're just spinning in our heads, right? So there's this phrase that we talk about in the Feel Better Journey, this program that I've put together, 
and it's called the power in the pause, right? So there's power in the pause. And what do I mean by that? When we can take a breath and we can just kind of take our temperatures and become self-aware and knowing where we are emotionally, where we are mentally. And so we can figure out how do we get to where we want to be? Like we have to know where we are. It's like going on a trip. You have to know where you're starting to figure out how to get to where you want to go. You know the destination is 72 and sunny, right? You know the destination is to walk in peace and enjoy and, and, you know, a little pep in your step, a little confidence and not live under these shadows of unworthiness or or shame or despair. But so it's all about self-awareness. So we do this thing in the Feel Better journey called taking our temperatures, like just acknowledging where we are. But you have to pause long enough to actually have that realization and not just be spinning out in our heads. The issue is that so much of the time we're just reactive instead of responsive, right? Like I want to respond like a mature adult, not just react like a teenager or a toddler. But the hard part is when we're triggered, all we do is react. It's like whack-a-mole. I talk about this all the time, but we want to respond more calmly and wisely and not just react out of our struggle. But one of the other issues is, is that when we're triggered, usually it hits this button in us like fear or anxiety or shame or despair, and it manifests as stress in our body. So sometimes we don't even realize how stressed we are until we feel it in our bodies. For me, my body typically is the one that alerts me that my brain is even stressed. I don't know why, but my body just knows first what happens with me when I'm stressed and when I know I'm triggered. Sometimes I get tunnel vision. I know some people get stomach aches. I get headaches or I get a shoulder ache and my my body's super tense, right? Like that's when I know I'm stressed or I have a friend. I love this woman and she picks her nails and then she realizes, oh my gosh, I'm stressed. And then she has to work backwards to figure out what triggered her into this stress. When I'm short and impatient, I'm stressed. And also when I'm stressed, I know now that I can't focus or my ADHD is like off the charts or I'm overwhelmed. These are all indicators of stress and that something has triggered me off of my goal to be 72 and sunny. So the moment I realize it, I get into action right away. I know my body handles stress better when it's in motion. So what do I mean by that? If I just lay down and binge on Netflix or eat ice cream or wallow, I just get more depressed and my brain spins more and more. And that's never, ever productive for me. So what do I do? I usually right away, I go on a walk or some form of physical activity, even cleaning my kitchen or doing my dishes or organizing my office. It can really help. Or I do laundry, something productive to get me out of my head and into action, something physical. I usually as well. The second step is I text or I call a friend. I bring someone else into my journey. Just, hey, I'm kind of struggling. Can you pray for me? Or or I just reach out and say, hey, how are you doing? Like, how do I put myself into a place of service and out of my head spinning on my issues? But how can I bless or pray for someone else? And then the third thing I do, and I wish it was the first thing, but usually it's the third, is I pray. Now, listen, one of the reasons why prayer is the third for me is because if I start praying right away, I'm still anxious. Like I, I have to get into action. I have to kind of get in motion and then I can start praying. So I will pray prayers like the serenity prayer or the Lord's prayer. These are prayers that I consider surrender prayers, right? So there's other prayers where we're contending and where we're 
you know, pressing in and and trying to ask God for healing or for, you know, to take this anxiety away or, or something like that where we're pleading and begging almost. But for me, when I'm triggered or when I'm anxious, those kind of contending prayers, they don't really help me. The prayers that help me the most are the surrender prayers of like remembering that God is sovereign and that I'm just one little piece in this whole world and that he has me in the palm of his hand, right? So I pray prayers like the serenity prayer. So if you're not familiar, I'll put the prayers in the show notes, but the serenity prayer is very simple and I encourage you to memorize it. But the first part of the prayer goes, God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. Amen. And sometimes I will literally just go on a walk and pray that prayer 10 times, okay? The other prayer that I love to pray is the prayer that Jesus taught us how to pray, right? Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. And sometimes just these ritual prayers, I mean, they just help by just saying it and visualizing it. And it just helps with my breathing as well. And then that leads me to my, the last thing that I work on is my breathing, right? It's just this way of being mindful and following my breath. It's a form of, you know, Christian meditation where, you know, Jesus breathed life into us. The Old Testament in Genesis, it talks about how God breathed life into us. And so this is where the breath can be just such a holy, holy tool for us partnering with the Holy Spirit as we breathe in the good and breathe out the bad, right? It's just these simple things that we can do. And then and then, usually my spirit and my mind and my body are settled enough for me to actually figure out what role I have in this situation. So that's when, after I settle my heart, my mind, my spirit, my body, that's when I ask myself these two very important questions. Sometimes they are the two most important questions of my day. So question number one is, what can I control in this? Or what can I personally do to help this situation? You guys, if it's someone else that triggers you, their behavior or their action, usually we don't control them. Like we just can't. So how do we respond in a healthy, helpful way? What's the best thing? What's the thing that I can actually do? And usually that's just my reaction or how I can respond to a situation or how Maybe sometimes I need to put a boundary up or, or something like that, right? Now, listen, if it's a tangible thing and you get triggered because, oh my gosh, you're late on your mortgage payment, by all means, go make the mortgage payment. Like, go pay the bill. Go make the appointment if you remember, oh my gosh, I was supposed to you know, schedule my mammogram, right? Like, Or if you're anything like me, you cancel your mammogram about 10 times and then you actually schedule it and you go, <laughs> which by the way, I'm due. I'm like 18 months late on my next mammogram. So I'm going to go in the next two weeks, I promise. You know, for me also, like I get triggered when I'm like, oh my gosh, I haven't recorded a podcast. So I'll go out to my office and I'll brainstorm and I'll record a podcast, right? So what can I control to help this situation? And like I said, unfortunately, if it's someone else's behavior, we don't have very much control over that. So this is where we have to just pray and just surrender and, and ask yourself, what can I control and how can I help myself in this situation? The next question, which I think is, equally as important is what can I or do I need to let go of? What do I need to surrender here? 
Usually that's my kids' choices or my husband's choices. You know, like I said, we don't control these humans in our lives. So what can I or what do I need to let go of? And this is where visualization and you literally visualize the situation in your hand and you literally hand it up to Jesus and put it on the altar. I mean, all of these little things that we teach ourselves, they really are powerful tips and tricks to help us find more peace when we are triggered. And again, if you are majorly triggered from like sexual abuse or any form of betrayal or like major grief, like you guys, this whole 72 and sunny thing was going to be kind of hard for you. And there's other ways when we are triggered in those big ways. But the point of this episode was to help us when we're triggered by the little things, quote unquote, in life. How do we get back to our place of 72 and sunny, right? Because that's the goal. I mean, just fundamentally, if you think about the Lord's Prayer, when Jesus said, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. I mean, you guys, I got to believe that heaven is 72 and sunny. I mean, if there's just not a better temperature or a better time of day or a better season when it's just temperate, it's not too hot, it's not too cold, the air is clear, the sky is shining blue, and it's just a good day. So that's my goal, 72 and sunny. Someday, you guys, we're going to make t-shirts and we're going to wear them. My goal, 72 and sunny. I don't know. Someone more creative than I can can take up that project. So anyways, I just wanted to share this with you with what I do when I'm stressed or when I'm triggered. And again, first, it's realize that I'm even triggered. And having grace for ourselves when we've spent off for 45 minutes or an hour and a half, we've lost an hour and a half of our day to stress and to anxiety. Have patience with yourself when you realize that's what it is. And just remember, you're not a spiritual robot. We're humans. We have emotions. We have minds. We're affected by life. And that's okay. That's the beauty of it. God created you this way. And it's learning how to surrender and not be so affected by those things that trigger us. So again, there's power in the pause. Pause, take your temperature, figure out where you're at, and then you can figure out how to get to where you want to go to find that place of 72 and sunny. And remind yourself, honor your bodies. Your body usually knows first. If you've got neck aches or shoulder aches or body aches, ask yourself, what is stressing me out? Your inner being knows. And trust me, your inner being will respond and be like, oh, it's your mom. Okay. Like there are just things in life that stress us out. So then how do we breathe life into those places? You guys, life can be so complex. It's our job to learn to self-regulate and to take care of ourselves in really healthy ways. All right. And the two questions you want to ask yourself are, what can I control in this? And what can or do I need to let go in this? All right, guys, let me say a quick prayer for you and I'll be in touch in a few days. Lord, I thank you for my friends. Lord, I don't know what's triggering them right now. I don't know if it's fear or shame or anxiety or regret or depression or despair or just the world's on fire. I don't know what it is, Lord, but Holy Spirit, would you just protect my friend's heart, mind, and soul? Lord, would you remind them of that scripture in 2 Timothy where, God, you've not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and love and of a sound mind. Lord, protect my friend, Lord. Watch over them. And Holy Spirit, just surround them in your love. In Jesus' precious name, amen. And remember, guys, if you want to sign up for the next round of the Feel Better journey, jump on the wait list. We'll be sending out emails soon with more information, and you'll be the first to know when doors open shortly. I love you guys. I'll be in touch soon. Hello, my friend. If this episode blessed you, made you laugh, or triggered you, hey, that's growth. 
please do me a favor and share this with a friend. And if you feel led, please leave a written review for the show. That really helps us out. Don't forget you are in good company if you're feeling more broken than you'd like to admit. And you are more loved than you can ever imagine. Have a great week. See you next time.